Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. To celebrate the launch of Let Me Tell You a Story, I thought it was only right to commemorate this event with another episode because you, all the listeners, deserve more wild true crime stories. So... We are back, and for today's episode, we're going to take a look back at the true crime stories that may not have made it to the front page, because there was actually, like, a lot that happened this past month, but where there are weirdos, there is crime, obviously. So if you missed anything, don't worry, you guys. We got you. Also, can we just take a second to realize that we are halfway through 2021, which is absolutely bizarre. I'm about to be six months away from my 30th mm-hmm. birthday. Can all... I know, so old. Just trade you in. For what? A newer model. Ooh. <laughs> I'm like, I can't put that in. Everyone's going to hate you for saying that. <laughs> so let's start with a man named Luis Antonio Victoria Dominguez. He's 33 years old. He's 33? Why did I say it like that? <laughs> He's 33 years old, and he was settling in on a flight out of L.A. last Friday, bound for Salt Lake City. At least he should have been settling in, but that's not exactly what happened when United Express Flight 5365 began pulling away from its gate. Mm. Instead, as soon as the plane started moving towards the runway, Dominguez suddenly sprinted down the aisle of the plane and tried to enter the cockpit, which he could not, obviously. So when that didn't work, he pushed past a flight attendant, who was probably terrified the poor woman and made a beeline for the emergency exit which he did manage to open before i continue you love the emergency exit it's well i've got long legs i know i'm like at least a foot but like you know how when they come by the emergency exit and they're like do you accept the responsibility (laughs) can you imagine you saying that over and over and over again and then all of a sudden you're in the emergency exit and someone's trying to open the door well i think as a flight attendant you would be stoked that this guy did open the door because he listened to the instructions. So you're like, hey, I did my job. I taught him how to open the door. I mean, I think everyone on a plane knows how to open the emergency door if you fly a bunch of times. I don't. I don't. You I don't. the emergency every single <laughs> Yeah, but flight. like, I wanted this because I want to go to sleep. So when she's like, have you I'm read like, yeah. the instructions? <laughs> I don't read the instructions. Do you read the instructions? Yes. You read the instructions. I'm a psycho. Yes, I've read that the manual. The second I get on the plane and I yeah, sit down, I'm no, like, I want to go you, to sleep. They tell you exactly how to open the emergency exit door. They also tell you what to do with your masks. Oh, whatever. I'll figure it out. Oh, my God. I'll figure God. it out on the fly. Oh, my You know, I, I actually, like, work better in a stressful environment. So, like, when everything's on fire, I'll be like, oh, I got this. Do you, though? Yes. I get shit done. How pissed would you be having to drive all the way to LAX mm-hmm. in traffic? Go through security. Mm-hmm. Go to the gate. Yeah. Sit. Try and find a seat, Nick. You can never find a seat. And now they're doing like the COVID thing, so it's like, oh, there's half less seats because the one they have stickers on ones. They're like, don't sit here. Right. So you can't sit down. Now it's like four hours after you left your house. You get on your flight, and there's some asshole mm-hmm. <laughs> messes the whole thing up for you. It's I'd horrible. be so I'd be mad. So mad. So he managed to open the emergency exit door. And then he jumped from the moving plane and broke his leg. Like no slide? 
No, no I thought, slide. I thought I read he used the slide. No, he jumped out of the moving plane and hit the tarmac and broke his leg. He was immediately arrested, and then he had to get emergency surgery. On What did he break? His leg. He broke his entire leg. And now he's being charged with interfering with the flight crew oh. and airline passengers, which could, at its maximum, result in a 20-year prison yeah, I sentence. Feel like that's a, I feel like that's a big no-no. It's no, like it's, a federal... It is a federal yeah. thing. The reason why they locked the cockpit is because of hijackers. 9-11. Right. Yeah. He broke his leg. <laughs> so sad. That's so sad. <laughs> also, can you imagine how painful that must be jumping see, from a moving plane? Because you know when planes are moving like towards the runway... You feel like you're going so slow, but you're not. Well, they're also really high up. <laughs> he's facing this, 20 years Yeah, but prison. the slide should have engaged, so he's going to sue them for his broken leg. I feel like you could get away Maybe with that in America. Maybe he was just doing a test. <laughs> to Maybe make sure. He's an air marshal. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next story. Ow. Why are you sitting like that? My legs are really long. Just sit cross-legged like a normal human. Nils is in a full meditation pose. No, half. Why are you sitting like this? Because my ankle hurt. Do you know what you look like? A cool person. I'm going to take a picture of you. <laughs> Stop. All right, so 44 years after Diane Vegas was found murdered inside the fried chicken restaurant she operated with her husband, an arrest has finally been made. I hold love on. stories like okay, this. Okay, hold on. There's a lot of information. What? Diane, Diane Vegas, Vegas. She's 44. She owned a fried chicken restaurant. With her husband. Which was called what? Vegas Chicken? I'm getting to it. And she was murdered. Yes, and she was found in the restaurant. Found murdered in the restaurant okay. that she operated with her husband. Also, dope. We should do that. Why haven't we done that yet? What own a fried chicken restaurant? Yeah. I don't want that. I don't want that I'm really oil good in at my fried skin. Chicken, though. Are you kidding me? It's really good for you. Moisturizing. You, you just want to do an air fryer restaurant. But like, don't you think I'd make like really good fried chicken in, in like mass? I don't think amounts? you have time to do that. No, I don't. But like, my fried chicken is good. Is my point? I think we could, if we were super rich, we could buy your mom a restaurant. Okay. What? I just wanted a compliment. Babe, your fried chicken's amazing. Thank you. That's all I needed. <laughs> but I don't want anyone else to have it. It's mine. My fried chicken is amazing. All right. It was in October of 1977. That's two years before you were born. That's a long time I know. Ago. That Diane's body was found at the chicken house. <laughs> mm, I think I don't even think it was called the chicken house. I think it was just called chicken nah, house. Nah, man. They, they fucked up. Vegas chicken's way But better. it's in Golden Meadow, Louisiana. So I believe it's good. All food in Louisiana is so good. Yeah. No, like, yeah. let's be real. All right, so she ended up, they found out that she ended up dying from a single gunshot wound to her back. And it first appeared to be a robbery gone wrong type of situation because the investigators stated that when they first arrived at the scene, they quickly noticed that the restaurant's register was open and it seemed to have been rifled through. Okay, mm. so like there's, mm -hmm. someone was like, nah, looking through the money. <laughs> mm. <laughs> they made the noise? Yeah. But that may have just been an attempt to throw police off because Diane's restaurant partner and husband, yeah. Chester Vega Sr., is now facing formal mm. charges for his wife's murder. Chester Vegas Sr. So they Chester. named their son Chester First as of all, well. Never, never trusted Chester. What about Chester Cheetah? What about Chester the Molester? What about... Well, yeah, fuck <laughs> Yes. Yeah, it's in the name. But Chester Cheetah... Good guy. Also, though, like, could be m really creepy. I mean, you're a big fan of Chester Cheetah. I'm a big fan of his product. 
<laughs> the flaming hot kind. I just like that Chester was like, my name's so fucking cool. Chester Vegas is like, boom. Chester Vegas Sr. Yeah, I'm having a kid. Chester Jr. Chester Vegas Jr. Chester. No, it's fucked up. Like, don't get me wrong. It's fucked up. Like, how many Chesters do you know? I don't even... Is there a famous Chester? That's what I'm saying. How many Chesters do you know? Chesney. I know no, Chesney how Hawks. many Chesters do you know? Zero. Same. Then there's a reason for that. Because everybody knows <laughs> Chester... Is a molester. Is a molester. <laughs> you can't name your kid Chester. But this isn't the case. He's not a molester. He's a murderer. Okay, that's better. <laughs> Chester the murderer doesn't have the same ring. <laughs> doesn't. <laughs> Honestly, though, like, you can't name your kid Chester. P.S. Don't name your kids anything that rhymes with molester. Yeah, P.P.S. <laughs> if your kid is named Chester, I apologize. I'm not trying to offend you. I'm just saying. <laughs> Chester's a very questionable name. All right, so, back to Chester. Senior. <laughs> Good old Chester. Mm-hmm. He's now 78 years old, okay? Like I said, this was 44 years ago. And he's facing a potential life without parole sentence if he is convicted. He's currently also out on bail, which I found very surprising, but, like, nobody went into any detail. I read a story, like, the other day about someone who's being held on $10,000 bail. And I was like, "Mm, okay, like, between family and friends, you can come up with that even if you have no money. $10,000 is easy to come up with versus, like, someone who's held on, like, I thought they were... I thought California passed a... I thought they passed a thing in the last proposition where they were getting rid of uh, like bail ones they were getting rid of bail completely wow that's wild i think that was a big thing because essentially it is like hey if you're rich you can get out of jail No, and that is true because it's like if you have a bail option and you're innocent that's a good thing but if you're innocent and you still can't make the bail that's a bad thing yeah i mean it's punishing you for being not having the money right that's not because some people post bail like how many stories have we listened to with, like, rich people post their million-dollar bail and they're out the same day? They just post it and they're like, bye, thanks. Yeah, okay, well, he's not on bond right now, but he's also 78 years old. It seems as though 44 years after his wife's murder, investigators are totally confident that they have sufficient evidence against good old Chester. I'm curious like how they develop it it's got to be like dna or something right well they decided to reopen the case and they went back and interviewed a bunch of people and then that led to new evidence but we don't know was like p.s chest of the most yeah also 1977 is a really it's a really tough time for homicide investigators you know because you don't have dna you have nothing you have absolutely nothing you have fingerprints but like besides that that was like still rocky you got a sweet car it's a good jams. Probably a mustache. Definitely a mustache and long hair. <laughs> Did they give you details on like how, like what the change was in the case? Nothing. This just happened. Right. Well, that's in- that's super interesting. I love hearing about stories like that because it's like there are always people hoping and praying for some sort of justice, right? But like, can you imagine forty-four years gone by? Maybe she has friends still alive in their seventies and eighties, and it's like all this time later, forty-four years have gone by, and they're like, "Oh, by the way, right. we just arrested her husband." Like that is wild. That's crazy. So the latest reality star turned criminal, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City's Jen Shaw. Ooh, so I don't know. I, I've seen the show, obviously, because uh-huh. yeah. you make me watch it. What? 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't actually know what happened. Well, she's charged with fraud. She, which one is she? She's the crazy one. She, yeah. They're all crazy. No, she was the crazy one. Were the crazy one that like is married to her grandfather? No, not that one. Okay. She and her assistant are basically charged with like fraud. They're charged with fraud. They who did, were who did they fraud? A bunch of old people, which is really sad. In with a telemarketing what? scheme, oh. the whole thing is so confusing. Salt Lake City, dude. Yeah. So this is the latest update in her case. Her latest claim now is that she waived her Miranda rights unintentionally. And this all came out because her her attorneys are asking for the case to be dismissed. Okay? So oh, she's, she's, going for, she's going for, I did it, but on a technicality, you guys fucked up. She didn't even say I did it. She's just like, no, well, but like, for, that's before we can even get there, just so you guys know, I waived my Miranda rights unintentionally. And the reason why she claims that she waived her Miranda rights unintentionally is because of her, quote... Dry contact lenses. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> her, contact, her contact lenses. <laughs> I can't even say it. Her contact lenses were really dry. In a signed declaration, Shaw said that she was, quote, unable to read, end quote, the waiver that police gave her. Okay, but listen here for they a second. They do have it on a little card. I've seen Honestly, it. this could be true. <laughs> So you know I have terrible chronic dry eye, right? I suffer from it. I've been diagnosed with it. You wear contact lenses. Yeah. So I'm I'm not denying that dry contacts can be like the worst thing in the world because sometimes when my contacts are extremely dry, I can't see in front of me. You have to blink a billion times, okay? And they can impair your vision. Mm, I'm not, <laughs> also, so not buying this. Also, then don't sign the waiver. She basically says that the police never told her she was under arrest. They just wanted to talk to her. And, like, there's a lot of questionable things that happen. I can believe that. I can believe that. I can also believe that Especially she also said that, like, she asked multiple times, like, am I in trouble? Am I going to jail? Am I being arrested? And they're basically like, we just want to talk to you. You're not being arrested. Blah, blah, blah. But we do have to read I you bet, your rights. I bet they said, we just want to find out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, that's such a police move. Right. Which I am not taking that away from her. But also, this woman is accused of fraud. And fraud against, like, like hundreds of people. Okay? Hundreds of victims. Most of them being elderly people. Do you think her husband's at home being like, hell yeah, free at last. Kicking it. Probably. A week ago, I would have said... That's ridiculous, but then, you know, Cosby got out on a technicality, so apparently you can just fuck the system. So an Oklahoma man has been convicted of three counts of second-degree murder after driving his truck into a group of high school cross-country runners. Did you hear about this? No. I just didn't... I feel like this whole driving your truck, it's always a truck or a van, Mm -hmm. into people... Is a new thing. Rachel Freeman, who was 17, Euridia Martinez, 18, and Colby Crum, also also 18, all died after 58-year-old Max Leroy Townsend drove his truck into the Moore High School cross-country team who were out practicing back in February of 2020. Four other runners were also injured. Reportedly, Townsend was driving at about 77 miles per hour when he drove his truck up onto the sidewalk and struck the teens from behind. 
He then allegedly continued driving before crashing his truck. He then tried to start his car again, but he was stopped by other high school students, which is just so traumatic for all of these kids. During the trial, prosecutors alleged that Townsend acted out of anger because his own 28-year-old son had died in a car accident just one day before. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. But his defense attorney countered, saying that, quote, the only thing that makes sense is Max Townsend wasn't controlling the truck at all, end quote. According to a report in the Oklahoman, Townsend's, Townsend defended himself by saying that he lost consciousness. And why did he lose consciousness? According to Townsend himself, he choked on a Red Bull, which, like, okay, maybe that would have been slightly believable if he wasn't caught on camera, sitting perfectly upright in his truck with both hands on the steering wheel. And luckily, the jury didn't buy that either because he was convicted. He was also convicted with three charges of leaving the scene of a fatality and three teens for the three teens killed and four counts of leaving the scene of an injury for the other injured runners. And he'll be sentenced in August. It's just everything about that story is sad. Now, let me tell you something. So, like, I used to run cross country, right? And me too. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah, long distance. Did you run the Junior Olympics? Oh, did I won the Junior Olympics? <laughs> <laughs> I did run the Junior Olympics. That's insane. I know it is insane. Can you imagine me running at all? You don't. You do not look like a long distance runner. When I ran cross country, right? We used to practice like outside in neighborhoods in Naperville. There were a couple times we'd run to the McDonald's, and then as a result <laughs> of yeah, we'd run to McDonald's. It was far as hell. Feels like counterintuitive to like health and fitness. Yeah, but the McDonald's one was really long. So it's like you get to the McDonald's, you have a Sunday, you chill out for 20 minutes, you run back. This is the American dream. Right no, here. it was great. But look, what I was saying is like we're running on, on neighborhood roads. That's a normal thing. What is wrong with this man? He should have become the biggest advocate against anyone driving mm-hmm. their children ever, right? But his son was killed in a car accident. Right. It's awful. That story's awful. Yeah, that happened in February of 2020. But the reason why I brought that up and why it's so important is because during COVID, like the wheels of justice, as they say, has moved so slow, right? And it's so sad because there's a lot of things that were like so cut and dry, but like no one's gotten justice up until a week ago. Homie from the Jinx is court appearance has been pushed like 90 times. All right, well, those are our stories. Yeah, a lot of, actually a lot of stuff happened in June, which is wild because I feel like all of a sudden we're back to like normal life and people are going on trial, people are getting convicted, people are getting charged, and it's just a lot. We want to shine light on some of the things that didn't make it to the front page because there is a lot of crime happening in the world every single day and like, the world gets bombarded with some of the celebrity stuff, which is sad because there's a lot of like victims and things like that that need to have their day as well. So that's what we're here for. All right. Thank you so much to everyone who has listened to the first episode of the podcast and left a review and a rating. If you haven't done so, then what are you doing? Go do that right now. I really, really, really appreciate all the love and support. So Thank you. Thank you so much. And I'd love to do more. Please support the podcast. Rate and review if you haven't. And tell your friend. Tell one friend. Just tell one friend. Tell anybody. Somebody. A random person on the street. I don't care. Just tell somebody about the podcast. 
and then leave a review. Thank you. I love you. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.